Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. As Illinois gets a fourth straight win. They're going streaking again. They've not won 11 of their last 15 Big Ten games, by the way, uh, but uh, an intense game. It's March, and we are getting really intense. This is a tournament-like feel on the penultimate game inside the State Farm Center this season. As Illinois beats Indiana 67-66. It's March, Derek, and I think this team is ready for March. That's what I take away from this game is Indiana threw everything they could at them, made a bunch of threes which they normally don't do made a bunch of tough shots uh but illinois finds a way especially with three guys who've been great all year i would assume with kofi coburn and andres fleece leading the way yeah really intense game one that a lot both teams are playing for a lot still when you think about illinois can get the double bike and continue to improve their seed both in the big 10 tournament ncaa tournament and indiana uh still fighting for the turning lives which they are probably still on the right side of it, but need another win, uh, at least against Minnesota, if not uh, some work in the Big Ten tournament if they don't beat Wisconsin. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. There just is now an expectation in a lot of these late-game moments that Illinois is going to come out on the right side, and that's crazy from where this program has been in recent years. So uh, a lot of credit to Io there as far as being your closer. Hit a big three. Uh, Indiana came back and hit another one, uh, but he makes the free throws late. Andres Felice dives on the floor, and that dude just wants it more than – than anybody else so uh yeah i think that you just continue to feel like this team even though they don't have the experience in march they just they're ready yeah, I, absolutely, and and I think the guy who leads it all, and, and Brad Underwood gave this guy credit after the game for diving on the floor in the first half, was I would assume he dove right in front of Brad on the floor, and you know he loves that because that's a guy who's had an injury scare, who's got millions of dollars possibly in his future, very immediate future uh, ahead of him, and he's diving on the loose floor to help Illinois get a win, and then he closed the game uh, with uh, Andres Felice diving on, on the floor. But it's just 11 months ago that Io made that slick video Right, that he was going to lead him back to the dance, and this is the first time in seven seasons that Illinois, or six seasons, six years, that Illinois has won 20 plus games in the regular season. Uh, it's the first time they've had 12 plus wins in the Big Ten since 0405, um, and they're going to finish over 600 in the Big Ten for the first time since 2009. They're still in a race for the Big Ten championship in the final week of the season. This has been an amazing turnaround, and it started with Io Desumu coming back, and he just made more big plays. It wasn't always pretty tonight, struggled to finish sometimes, but that crossover three, then he makes two free throws at the end of the game to seal it. He's he's just done everything he said he would, Derek, and then some. Yeah, it's big time. Again, we go back to program changer. I was a program changer. Uh, and March is when your season is defined and, and where Io's legacy really is going to be defined here. He's had incredible moments throughout the season, the Penn State game. Uh, obviously, Michigan State is a freshman, Wisconsin this year. Uh, but what he does and where this team goes from here on out is, is really going to position where he's remembered in Illinois basketball. So uh, March 1st, again, you're playing still for a title, still playing for uh, one of the top seasons in the Big Ten, and 
you, you wrote today that 8-9 may be the floor now, yeah. which sets you up pretty good. So uh, important for Iowa to do it once again. And see uh, expectation, <laughs> one of the best closers out there in college basketball. He's the best in the Big Ten. Right, like the, uh, Collins had a few big moments. You know, Cassius can make those big plays. Like, there's some really good players in the Big Ten, but with that possession, you want Iowa DeSumo, uh to have the ball. And usually, he goes to the cold-blooded thing, taps right. on his veins. Um, today, he just threw his hands in the air, and it felt like you know this could be his second-to-last game here. Like he was yeah. sitting there enjoying that moment. Still had more plays to make, and, and kudos to Indiana. Just made tough shot after tough shot. They did make some open threes in that in this game, but they made some really tough shots in this one. But Illinois just has that guy who can respond. And the other one is Andres Feliz. I mean, I, I've kind of called him Mr. Second Half. He had another great second half today, but he had 15 points, led the team with seven rebounds, even though he's the shortest guy, um, along with Trent Frazier out there in the, in the floor. Four assists. He was just seeing the ball so well. Uh, they're seeing the floor so well. And then three steals as well. And that last play, I mean, I didn't have to get on the, the bandwagon with Andres Feliz, but how can you not love that kid? Um, and that – that uh, that recruitment played off pretty pretty well for <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, yeah, Honors Felice and, and Courtney Ramey. That decision it really wasn't one. You could see why now what, what Illinois was thinking and meant so much to your program and the two two years that he's been here. Uh, really embodies a lot of what Brad Underwood's about as far as toughness and effort and uh, doing it both ends. But yeah, great passes, game high forces. He had seven in the previous game. I got some heat for only giving two stars in player games. My, my from bad. me, my bad guys. But uh, yeah, he he's just. Again, he's a senior. He's a veteran. Uh, Brad talked about how much of a winner he is, what he's done in his previous time. Uh, and, and that's the type of guys that Illinois has is why you have confidence in them going forward. I mean, you're three stars, and I'll make up for the Feliz lack of stars last game with my <laughs> grade this time. Uh, you're three stars. The top three MVP guys on this team just played great today. Uh, that, that's what you needed from them. But the other great storyline tonight is Georgie Bashanishvili. Got some easy looks, but he actually made them this time. Some great passes from his teammate. It felt like all the uh, field goals he had, all three, were all three great passes to him. Uh, but he finishes, gives you six rebounds. And I thought one of his biggest impacts was uh, his defense. And Trace Jackson Davis did a good job denying him the ball. It did help, though, that... You know, Indiana plays a couple bigs, and their bigs can't shoot. Yeah. So Kofi got to hang around the rim and, and block all those shots. But, you know, that post-defense of, of Georgie out there, DeMonte and Trace Jackson Davis, but Kofi was six blocks. He was an absolute monster. And I think he might have solidified Big Ten freshman of the year today, Derek. Hard to argue, especially there in the second half where he dominated and, and Trace got a little bit quiet. I think Trace might have only had two points in the second half well in the first half it felt like trace was like okay yeah. Yeah, he's he's gonna win this award because he had 10 and 5 in that first half and kofi had two points and a couple boards and then second half it was it was all kofi yeah absolutely and, and what he did rim protection wise was game changing if you haven't seen that since your boy nana uh, as far as that that high of a level and then even plays he didn't get blocks he was contesting and making it tough for some of Indiana's guards to, to struggle to finish but you mentioned George there I thought his effort on defense was fantastic uh, Indiana really tried to set screens to get Trace good post position and try to feed it in he fought through him all day long and as you mentioned it allowed Kofi to kind of be freed up but uh, it will be different when Iowa comes in here next week Luca Garza presents the pick and pop threat so Kofi got to camp out in the paint a little bit more than probably the next couple games I think though Derek it does show 
how Georgie can still be very valuable. Because if you play a big team that can't shoot, and we know the NCAA tournament's about matchups, you add Georgie to the mix where you can go big against that team. You have Georgie down there who can score down low. And I thought, you know, first half, you got dominated on the glass. Georgie really helped you on the glass uh, in that second half because Indiana's got great front line. You know, they got some big guys, some athletic guys. That's where he comes into play is if he's normal Georgie, you can play and be more versatile. You can play different uh, kinds of teams. And Brad Underwood was getting a little emotional uh, talking about him. So even though Brad was trying to say Georgie's fine, he's confident, he'll get through it, you could tell that meant a lot to Brad that Georgie had this kind of game. Yeah, it tells you about just the the, the want that this program has to, for Georgie to succeed and have success, and they feel like he deserves it, how hard he works. And uh, they know what he means to the locker room and, and obviously out there on the court. They don't need Georgie to score 15 points a game to – to, to make a big-time impact. So uh, when he's able to just limit your the mistakes, obviously uh, around the rim you want him to finish, but uh, he only had one turnover in 21 minutes. That was a good sign. Uh, just didn't do some of the other things that have hurt you. Uh, but when he's able to play physical, he obviously helps Kofi out there, whether he's dishing it down inside or just uh, he's always pointing out you know things to Kofi. So uh, and, a, and a really nice finish and transition that Felice hit him for one and had a nice lefty finish. So maybe that breaks him through as far as getting back to who he is. Trent Frazier played 31 minutes, 0 for 4 from the field, 2 points, 1 assist, 1 steal. He's a plus 4 in the plus minus. I still think he tried, He finds ways to help you, but it's just been weird. I mean, they haven't needed it the last four games, but um, you feel like he's got to bust out at some point. It's just, is it Andres and Io just having the ball more and those guys being better at this point, or is it just Trent not being as confident as he, as he was before? Uh, I think it's both, and clearly when Andres and I are, are playing at a high level and doing their thing, then Trent is willing to take more of a back seat. Uh, Which kudos to him for that, right? Right, absolutely, and, and that speaks to what Brad was talking about in the post game about chemistry because we've seen it when Mark Smith took a back seat to, to Trent, and they're, they weren't okay about it. You know, the team wasn't good, but, uh, yeah, Trent helps you defensively, um, but he needs to be able to step up and make shots because that's where this team's going to need him in some crunch moments when your season's on the line later on in March. Uh, we talked about after Northwestern getting to maybe that seven or eight mark as far as three-pointers in a game. Trent and Allen are really who you're relying on there. Yeah, and it's for me, it's that he's really struggling inside the paint. Right, like he's, I think his two-point field goal percentage is lower than his three-point field goal percentage at this point. But that runner, he's got to get a runner going because he really can't finish. Uh, he's going to get blocked around the rim. Yeah, um, Demonte Williams seven points in the first half. Where'd that come from? Uh, and actually won with him making a three-pointer. So that stat uh, outside. But uh, he had a little uh, ankle injury there. I thought he gave a nice performance. Alan Griffin follows up a career performance with a not so good performance. Five points. He did have two great passes in the first half. But defensively, he really struggled in the second half. And for anybody asking about why he doesn't play 30 minutes, that's it. Illinois is a great defensive team. And, of course, they need his offensive spurts, but they just can't quite trust him completely defensively. Yeah, I thought he was good early and made a couple of good passes. Uh, The wraparound pass and transition when Illinois had numbers was really, really good. Uh, Hit a three as well, but you mentioned it there. Underwood was hot with him. Jerome Hunter hit back-to-back threes. And also uh, there was a finish inside that – Griffin was essentially supposed to front it and then recover and uh, allowed Indiana to get a basket. So uh, I do wonder about late-game moments. I'm curious to your thoughts, too, because DeMonte gets sent to the line. I know that wasn't the plan, 
but Alan Griffin's an 85 plus percent free throw shooter. Uh, of course, if you miss, he's then left in on defense. Right. But uh, would like to see that guy on the floor. Other than Demonte, who let's be honest, is, is not that yeah. good of a jump shooter or shooter. Period. I think in this kind of game, he probably made the right call to go defense. Like you needed stops, and they were getting stops. But, yeah, we, we can nitpick about those certain things. That That's for sure. And offense, defense, they did have one play where they screwed up the substitution. Felice came in for um, – or DeMonte came in for – was it Felice coming in for DeMonte instead of Georgie, and that kind of got screwed up. So uh, that one got screwed up a little bit. But those can make the difference uh, in those games. You just wonder if you – have the confidence to go to Allen. Right. If you if he makes both, get him out, and Demonte's back on right. defense. Uh, he's got to make them both. Once again, <laughs> he's got to make them. He's got to make them. So that's interesting. Yeah, I just I just think they trust Demonte so much defensively, and I think they've rolled the dice with that. All right, we come back, Derek. There's a lot to play for in the final week, but Illinois is playing for seeding, which is really interesting. Uh, in the last week of the regular season, we'll talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Illinois basketball back into a tie for second place with Michigan State and Wisconsin. They'd be the number three seed right now, I believe, in the uh, NCAA, in the Big Ten tournament. That's not what I'm worried about, though, Derek. Like everyone's, you know, talking about who do you want to win yesterday, Michigan State or Maryland. For me, it was definitely Michigan State. You got a chance at a Big Ten title still. It's a very small chance because Maryland should take care of business, or Michigan State should take care of business, but. Illinois has only won six Big Ten titles over the last 56 years, a share of it, right? And Bill Self, I think both of his were shares. Lou Henson's only Big Ten title was a share. Um, they got a lot to play for this final week. That's pretty amazing that Illinois is in the Big Ten title. Why not put some pressure on Maryland? And really, they were at Minnesota and could have very, very easily lost that game, really deserved to if, if Minnesota closes that. You had a big three, and they win that game. And then Michigan State goes in there, college game day, and beats them up. Uh, they have at Rutgers. Rutgers has a lot to play. That's going to be a desperate Rutgers team at the rack. And then they have Michigan, I think, is their last game uh, at home yes. in College Park. So uh, Michigan has played well. I know they got beat by Wisconsin. But nothing guaranteed for Maryland. And, of course, Illinois, why not try to just – went out and, and see what happens. Make that push, if that extra motivator, to try to win a, a Big Ten title. Illinois has a couple of days off uh, after three games in, what, seven days. Uh, they seem to play really well, uh, going back to back to back, kind of like that, which is good for an NCAA tournament with the quick turnarounds there uh, and the Big Ten tournament here coming up. But Ohio State, in team playing really well. You're not playing them at the right time, right, because they were struggling early uh, this calendar year. What do you think of that matchup? Because Caleb Wesson's a really good player, but obviously Illinois got a size advantage there. I think they got the guard advantage there. 
And to be honest with you, Illinois is just better on the road right now. Yeah. They seem to be playing better basketball on the road. Yeah, that's the one thing I'd feel better about with the layoff is that you're going into a big road game, and this team's shown that they uh, get up for those. They'll be ready for that one. Uh, the Wesson Kofi matchup's going to be fascinating. It's <laughs> going to be big time. Uh, and, and Wesson can potentially step out and shoot it, so that's one that uh, one thing you'll have to watch. But uh, for Kofi to continue just to battle and not pick up fouls because, you know, being on the road against a very physical big man, uh, you do not want to see – George, you have to battle against him. But that, you know, this team went in there last year and won. They're obviously better this year. They have a lot of road kills on their belt. Uh, I think that you rely on your, your guards and Kofi, and I think they can get it done. All right, we had a big recruiting day here too. Um, I think, Derek, I mean, there were some good recruiting weekends since we started covering them, but this one was as loaded as I think we've seen because there was a lot of top 150 guys here. A.J. Casey, a five-star in the class of 2022. Um, you know, Brandon Weston's obviously a big one, a couple other 2021 kids, and, and Weston could be a 2020 kid. Um, but what did you think of just the visitor list they're able to get here? And it sounds like they're going for shooting for a big one next weekend too. It shows that when you have big games that you can get recruits down. And, you know, it matters with scheduling and the weekend. And a lot of these teams are waiting to play in state this upcoming week. But uh, you mentioned it there. A.J. Casey's a five-star, composite five-star sophomore. uh, And he came down in the fall and now back for a game and uh, to show what Iowa's doing, uh, someone from Chicago, and then just to win a game like that. Brandon Weston, potential reclass. He's top 75, top 100. Luke Goody from Indiana comes back. Luke Goody's your good luck charm uh, against Indiana foes, his home state. So uh, very interesting dynamic there. David Jones was in in town, who's a Dominican Republic native. He was here for the NCAA Academy. A very high-level scorer. He was just at Kentucky for their game for an unofficial visit, so he has a lot of really high-level looks. Uh, Jordan Nesbitt's a very good player, so the list really went on and on. And uh, and of course, Adam Miller here to help help oh, yeah. the help these sell as well, sitting next to uh, Brandon Weston in his ear the entire game. Yeah, and I talked to Weston. He said he's all over him. So we'll have more on uh, the recruiting weekend at IlliniInquirer.com. I just pulled up Derek. Uh, I'm trying to look for the pod sites <laughs> because we got to start thinking about this, right? Oh yeah. Like where where do we want to go? Like do we want to go far, like Spokane, or because I mean we have to pay for it. Yeah. I'm not going to not pay for us to go anywhere. I'd be interesting in the St. Louis, just the environment that Illinois fans could yeah. could turn out. But for us, we can be a little selfish. I think Tampa's one of them. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I'm looking them up. Okay, Columbus, no. Jacksonville, eh. Columbia. Uh, no, this is 2019, 2020, Spokane, St. Louis, Tampa, Albany. You want to go to? I was just in New York. Like, we could go back upstate New York. Maybe go stop by Cooperstown on the way there. Oh, Have you ever I, been? I'm so no, I've not been. That'd be a good trip. Sacramento, uh, it's not the greatest. Like, that's not the part of California I'd want to go to. Omaha, I've been there. Cleveland, Greensboro, they love their basketball down yeah, in North yeah. Carolina. We could check that out. Sure. I think. I mean, St. Louis would be easy. Illinois fans would love it, right? Um, Tampa, I've been there. I'm going with Spokane, Albany, because it's so different, yeah. right? We can go to Cooperstown if we want to. Um, Omaha's not bad. That's not, that's not a bad little city there, but I'll take most of these. I'll take any of them, really. Come on, we're at this point. I mean, they're playing for what? I mean, they could probably get as high as a five seed at this point. Um, and I think they, after today, are probably a seven seed. So uh, that's what they're playing for. They're playing for that double bye as well. And I, I don't know if that's the most important thing in the world, but I think one more win, Derek, and they get that double bye. 
Yeah, realistically, probably a five seed in the NCAA tournament. Again, though, if you win your next two games and somehow you were able to get a share of the Big Ten title, but even then, if you if you didn't and then went to the Big Ten tournament and won the thing, mm-hmm. then you could be as high as a four. Or I, I don't know. It would be really interesting to see what the resume looks like then. But Yeah, if you won five more quad one games, mm-hmm. you should be a four, four and maybe yeah. in the discussion for a three. Right. I mean, that, that's the thing that's left, Eric, is all quad one opportunities unless – there's a surprise, like you get a 10 or the 11 or 12 seed because it's neutral. I think it's top 55, top 60, mm-hmm. and everyone outside of North, northwestern Nebraska, and now I think Indiana, is in that top 55. So that would be a neutral site quad one win. I mean, that's a huge opportunities ahead for seeding. Yeah, I think that getting to a six seed or, or lower would be ideal, obviously, because uh, if you're in the 8-9, you got to see the – well. Uh, a quality opponent right off the bat, which they're all quality opponents, but and then a one uh, and then a two seed. If you're a seven, again, it's fun to be picky for Illinois fans at this point of the year. Uh, but yeah, it, again, there's a lot of room to ascend if they, this team continues to go on a run. And uh, but what they've done is really assured that their floor is eight nine, which is pretty darn good. March is kind of fun when you got to sit there, twenty win team to sit there and talk about and thinking talking about seeding i mean even 2013 i feel like there's a little fretting because you're under 500 in the big 10 even though you had such a good resume from the non-conference and the wins you've gotten there it's the first time in a long time where it's like well now it's gravy now now go get greedy with what you can do and with the way they're playing Derek. and i know they had a four game losing streak in there but all you know pretty close games in there outside of the Rutgers one which you didn't have io DeSumo. this team can be really really dangerous they, they have that potential. Uh, again, we talked about it after Northwestern. It's just the ingredients uh, of a team that can go on a run, defense, your I.O., your star, your closer, the big man inside, uh, if they can get some more consistent three-point shooting. But I, I'll go back to it. They they have kind of a nit factor. Just they figured out how to win games late or win different kind of games. But uh, in the the winning time, there's an expectation that this team is probably going to win most of those um and that's that's important. That's what it's going to come down to uh, when your season's on the line. So, yeah. We'll see what they can do with these final two regular season games, really heading the Big Ten tournament hot. And then we'll be talking about an NCAA tournament selection Sunday. Two weeks from now, we'll be doing a podcast talking about Illinois in the tournament. That's a guarantee at this point. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so subscribe to us now. Yeah. It's a good time to do that. Cover March Madness. Uh, first time we're going to be able to do this is at Illini Inquirer. Uh, so right now we get a $1 for your first month. And what time is better than March 1st, March 2nd to sign up for that? Um, but we'll cover the heck out of this team. we got a lot of news on basketball recruiting as well and football recruiting. We'll have some news on that later on this week as well as I'll get to have a really good interview with one of the Illinois recruiting staffers. All that stuff is coming up. It's going to be a busy month there. March is fun. Jump on board. Yeah. It's going to be a busy month, though. Oh, I know. Have you cleared your calendar? Like you got, no vacation set up, right? It's all right. Uh, it's funny. Quick note before we end this thing. One time my fiance suggested we get married in March, and it's like, I might have to work. She's like, you never have before. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Yep. <laughs> Was it June? We're in August. August. We're safe. Yeah, good call there. All right. Uh, subscribe to the Alana Inquirer podcast. Rate us, review us. We appreciate that. We'll talk to you next time on the Alana Inquirer podcast. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. 
Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.